And uh, obviously want to talk about the new album and look to the future, fire up the DeLorean, look in the past a little bit and, and get your opinion on a couple things. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, I don't think there's any way to not talk about this pandemic and how it affected everybody. And certainly wanted to kind of go back in time with you to kind of start things off and walk me through the timeline of what last March, essentially. Where were you with the recording process for Arrows? Was the album already done at that time or were you just starting to work on it? But kind of take me back in time as we dig into Arrows. Uh, yeah, it was completely done uh, by October 2019. It was slated to be released in May of 2020. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that was March when um, when the whole world decided to take a sick day um, <laughs> or a sick year. Anyway, so that was kind of a bummer. We were super excited, had a you know whole you know years worth of touring lined up, and it all sort of uh, had to be put on hold. So it's been uh, it's been a long year waiting for this to happen, but I'm real excited that it is finally seeing the light of day. Yeah, me too. And I'm curious with the extra time, did you go back in and poke around with the album, add anything, take anything away, write any extra tunes, or do you just literally sit on it for a year? I'm not sure what painter said this but you know i think you know their definition of a finished painting is when you put your brush down and uh you know especially with digital recording you could theoretically you know i think you know the harmonica solo could be doubled or something <laughs> you could you could you know infinite tracks infinite time i mean who knows what that thing would turn into but uh but yeah i think we were happy with where it where it sits and where it sat at the time and uh, so no we did not crack back into it at all and uh I'm real happy with the way it turned out, so I, I wouldn't have done that even if um, even if I could have. Interesting to hear, because, yeah, I know a lot of musicians have done that. They did take the extra pandemic time and write an extra tune or change some stuff up, but great that you felt happy with it to begin with, and was there any sort of uh, mission statement going into the album, or was it just kind of the next batch of Red Fang tunes? Up? We've never had a mission statement, or we've never gone into an album saying, let's, let's do, you know... Uh, sort of a laid back album or something, you know, we, uh, we just, uh, you know, write music as it comes to us. And, um, the style of a song doesn't matter as long as, uh, the four of us can agree that, um, you know, we dig it. And so that's pretty much what, uh, you know, all of our albums have been. And this one it continues in that vein. I mean, you know, I think it, it has some unique elements to it. Um, but yeah, it's really a continuation of four dudes rocking. <laughs> it's the old the old adage, right? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, just keep doing what you're doing and, and using that uh, same expression, using uh, Chris Funk again to produce the album. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was happy that he was able and interested in doing it again. Um, I was I was real happy with the way Murder the Mountains came out and, uh, and you know, some of, especially the incidental weirdness, the extra layer of weirdness uh, that we say for the, for the, for the smokers, um, you know, that he added to that album. I, I, I was real happy that he got to visit this one and, uh, and put that signature on this one as well. I love it and love what I've heard so far. And I love the video for Arrows. And I'm kind of shocked you didn't want to rename the album Katana after making the video for Arrows. Right. Yeah, that was uh, that was super fun to make. Um, you know, handing me a, a deadly instrument is probably not a great idea, but uh, hey, they <laughs> did. And so I'll, let, let me add them. We did uh, we did have a stunt uh, sword that was dull. So, uh, you know, because the chances of us hurting ourselves was high. 
<laughs> Boy, I was kind of curious where that ranked in the, I mean, because all the Red Fang videos are, are certainly fun. And that's one of the things that I love about your band is that sense of humor that comes through because hard rock, heavy metal can be so serious all the time. And I love the funness and the, and the silliness and the humor that you guys bring. But kind of curious, where does that rank in the, the fun videos for you? Uh, it's up there. Um, you know, it, it was so, it was pretty free form. I mean, uh, Whitey, it was his idea, as many of our videos um, come from his brain. But, uh, you know, it's sort of free form. It's like, well, what should we chop up today? You know, it was it was fun. You know, in the same way, uh, when we were shooting the Wires video, we had to be uh, sort of democratic about who got to drive over what. Right. Because, you know, it was so fun. It's like, I'm going to, you know, as long as I get to hit the milk, then I'm fine. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was just like, well, who gets to cut something next? And we were, you know, all of us were, you know, chomping at the bit to be the next guy to chop something. To live stream or to not live stream? That is the question. We're not that, that, that excited about the idea of live streaming because so much of the excitement of playing a show is that there are, you know, you're sharing a moment with people that are there in the room with you and it's a moment in time but uh we're coming around and i and i think we are going to do a live stream somewhere somewhere close to um you know after the record comes out because i'm just dying to play a show and uh we're not we don't have any tours booked until october of this year so just playing a show in in any case but but that will have that will have some uh some live audience members um, and it will also be streamed and then is it going to be just driven on arrows or is it going to be like a greatest hits kind of set or have you thought about it that far yet? We haven't thought about it too far, but I think what we'll probably do is it, it won't be, you know, it, it won't be some kind of epic three hour thing. Uh, <laughs> probably play, you know, play some of our favorites from past records and, you know, break out some of the new songs for the first time ever. So that'll, that'll be fun. You know, I mean, the recording process, a lot of times, things get moved around. There are songs that we've never played in the present, you know, structure that they're in now. Um, you know, you come into the studio with a rough idea of a song and then, you know, you move the pieces around until you're happy with it. So to some degree, we'll have to learn these songs again. Sounds real backwards, but it's true. No, I was going to say that being that you recorded it so long ago, it, it, the songs certainly aren't fresh in your hand, in your mind. I would imagine you'd have to go back and, and practice them and relearn them again. Absolutely. You know, a lot of, a lot of the new songs, you know, we were trying them out for, you know, the first couple of times live and go like, I'm not sure if that worked. And it's, well, it just takes mileage. And we haven't had a chance to put even one mile on any of these songs, really. <laughs> so it'll be exciting. You know, it'll be it'll be terrifying for me a little bit, which I look forward to. <laughs> and uh, speaking of, of shows, I don't know how much you can or cannot say, but fall, October, we're going to get a, a Red Fang tour. Is it going to be a headlining support? What can you say about that? Uh, it's going to be a headlining tour, and awesome. uh, support hasn't, hasn't been worked out yet, but, I, but I'm excited about some of the prospects, and it will be a full U.S. tour. So, um, so hopefully we'll We'll see you in your town. Awesome. Coming through SoCal, I cannot wait. And, you know, speaking of of touring, I'm pretty sure for me and most of my audience, the first time that they saw Red Fang would have been back on that 2011 Mayhem Festival. Our uh, radio station is in the same market as the the venue that that played at Glen Helen, the very first date of the show of the tour on uh, July 9th. 2011, the one show that Death Clock played, but kind of curious if you had any uh, memories from that show or that festival, any anything that sticks in your mind about that Mayhem Fest? Uh, well, I, it was it was really fun. It was kind of a summer camp for metalheads. You know, it was uh, 
It was a traveling circus for sure. You know, I think especially the side bands, you know, we were all, you know, we're booked at this like mega arena or whatever, you know, uh, but the, but the fact was we were playing the parking lot. Right. So, you know, we were playing the mobile Jaeger stage, you know, it was just, you know, wake up and, and rock. It was like, Oh God, you know, it's like, it's too early, but it, you know, <laughs> but we got used to it and, uh, just had a, blast hanging out the other guys you know and and we were really we were new to that type of tour we'd never we'd never toured in a bus before so um we were sharing a bus with unearth and those guys were fantastic you know kind of showed us the ropes you know the you know the ins and outs ways to ways to make it uh better you know like get lawn chairs you know make try to make it as comfortable as possible and so they they were great tour guides for that style of touring and the other, you know, the thing that really stuck out of my mind was that it was a heat wave that we were following. It was <laughs> just obnoxiously hot. It was, it was, you know, 110 like every day for the first two weeks. Like, when will this end? I mean, I remember waking up and stepping off the bus. And the first thing I would do is I would grab a rock and I would put it on a shadow next to the door. And I would, then I would go try to find a portalette or some place to take a crap and uh and i would come back and see where the shadow was in in reference to the rock and then i would look at the stage and determine whether we were going to be in full sun or we'd be in shade and uh it was very exciting i was like guys we're in partial shade today (laughs) you know it's the little things you know but uh but yeah that was that was a really fantastic and and bizarre experience and uh Well, yeah, it was a cool experience. You know, it's funny that you had mentioned uh, Unearth and that you guys shared a bus. I've been dying to know this, and I'm glad I got to talk to you today. And you mentioning Unearth, you shared a bus with Unearth. Are you aware that they have a song that's the same as your last name? And have you ever had that conversation with them? No. What's the song? Well, it's Giles something? Yeah, it's just Giles. Just just G-I-L-E-S, just like your last name. That is disturbing. What year did it come out? I'm pretty sure it was that year, dude. I forgot to look it up in advance, but like, it's a song that I've always loved from them and always played from them on the radio. And it's just funny that you shared a bus with them and it never came up. That never came up, I, I'm, unless they they wrote it about me because I I don't know why. You know, <laughs> maybe they're making fun of me. I don't know. Crazy. Uh, but I, but, well, thanks for letting me know. I'll I'll definitely investigate that. Yeah, you definitely have to hear the song and, and hit up the guys and see what that was all about. And maybe it was written about you. Who knows? But I, I feel like that, that is that is really scary. Could be. Could be. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Brian, I appreciate all the time. Uh, just want to hit you with the last couple of things here. One of the things I also love about your band, big beer fans. And I'm dying to get out to Portland, Oregon one of these days because I hear it's the craft beer capital of the word curious if you get into that craft beer or you just stick with the paps blue ribbon and talk about beer in portland uh yeah i'm more of a pilsner guy i'm more you know lager and pilsner i don't i don't like um a beer to punch me in the face with flavor <laughs> that's mm-hmm. just but that's just me so so no you know as far as the as craft beer beers i don't really uh, delve into that that much uh we are working on a beer a red fang beer with a, with a local brewery called wayfinder and my understanding is it's going to be the finest malt liquor you've ever had. <laughs> and, and that sounds like an oxymoron to me, but, I, you know, I've, I hear it's fantastic. I think they're going to be canning it in the next couple of weeks, so I'll come back with a report. 
I figured you you guys would all be in line to taste a beer before it was produced. You know, I don't I don't believe we ever got a chance to taste it. They did ask us what style of beer, and we, you know, we gave our suggestions, and then they said we're doing a malt liquor. That's okay. Mickey's yeah. Big Mouth and and Old E is that what you told them you're into? Oof. Yeah, I don't know. I was gonna have a. a uh, Colt 45 for my 45th birthday, <laughs> but I forgot. Damn it. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, you, you drink our beer, you can have a, a bang over and a hangover. Um, but, you know, they, they do tell me that it's, that it's really, really drinkable. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think they're, I honestly think they might be canning it this week or something. So uh, I'm going to have to go down there and, and give it a, give it a shot. Awesome. And can you say the, the name, is it arrows inspired or, or just more band inspired that ba- the name of the beer? You know, I, I, they threw around some names, but I, I don't recall what we landed on, but it, but it's a wayfinder beer. And uh, the artwork is going to be done by Orion Landau, the same, same artist who has done all of our uh, relapse covers. So I think it's going to look cool. You know, I hopefully doesn't poison people. <laughs> well, I hope I hope it's for sale international or not internationally, but across the uh, United States here, so I can get it packed down here in in SoCal. Last thing I got for you, Brian. I appreciate all the time. We are an old school radio station that still does to this very day mandatory Metallica. So I wanted to talk a little Metallica with you and go back. Do you remember how you discovered Metallica? Uh, yeah, I was uh, very early in my eighth grade year, and uh, I got a cassette of, or I guess my brother bought a cassette of uh, Ride the Lightning. And nice. uh, I, I remember I put, put the cassette in my boom box at home, mm-hmm. and, I, and I was like, oh, my God, it just blew my mind because I'd never heard um, metal like that. It was, it was just it really was shockingly good to me. And I, and I distinctly remember getting to for whom the bell tolls and that bass lead that starts that thing out. It's just so mesmerizing that I, I feel like I, I, I know what I did was I listened to that song and I couldn't even continue with the record. I had to rewind it. I listened to that song three times in a row before I listened to the rest of the record because I didn't know what was happening, but it was the best thing that had happened to me as far as hard rock in ever in my young life. And rest in peace, Cliff Burton, with that badass bass line in the beginning of that tune. It's incredible. Oh, my God. It's, it's like, it's bone chilling. And, you know, even going back to the album before with Pulling Teeth, Anesthesia, and, and what he brought to that band and that sound. I'm, I imagine you didn't even know it was a bass guitar. You're just like, what is that sound the first time hearing it? That is absolutely true. It took, I don't think, I think I was in the dark about that for a decade. I think I finally saw, maybe it was Cliff Amal, and it was him yeah. playing that. And I was like, oh, my God, that's Cliff playing that. That's, I love it even more. <laughs> Be honest, though. Back in the day when you were listening to Ride the Lightning, did you uh, hit fast forward when you got to the tune Escape on the album? No way, man. That record start to finish is just the sh- And have you ever gotten the chance to see him live or share a stage with the guys? Uh, we played We played the, uh, oh, God, what uh, Orion Fest, the first Orion oh, Fest. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh yeah so and you know and what we were told about and they did and they did uh ride the lightning was that they did two nights one where they did the entirety of uh kill them all and uh the the, it was ride the lightning was one night and uh the black the black album was the other night yeah i think and uh and anyway so we were lucky enough to be on the ride the lightning night and uh Anyway, a buddy of mine, you know, we were arguing about whether they were going to play it start to finish or finish to start. <laughs> and uh, 
anyway, uh, uh, so they, we were told that, that that festival was curated by members of Metallica. And I said, I'll believe that when I meet one of the guys from the band. Well, anyway, about 10 minutes before we went on, uh, James uh, Hetfield, uh, one of his assistant was like, uh, Mr. Hetfield would like to meet you. Will you guys, you know, get together here and, and he'll be here in about five minutes. Wow. And uh, I kind of, and yeah, and I kind of, I kind of browned out the whole thing. I, I, I punched him. I remember punching him in the arm. I'm, you know, uh, but, and I don't really get starstruck, but that was uh, really, it, it took me by surprise. And I was so, it was, it was such a great moment. And then we had to play five minutes later with him side stage, which was, uh, <laughs> really nerve wracking. But so, so we met the the guy and then that evening they ended up playing ride the lightning back to front. And so I lost a dollar on the bet. <laughs> and I, and I still to this day say that it's because my friends influenced him and had them switch it to make that dollar, whatever a bet's a bet. So, you know, I, I, I'm fine paying out that dollar. <laughs> that's what you get for browning out during and punching James during that, that conversation you had with him. That's, that's what made yeah, him go man, back you know, to front. If, if, if you meet your heroes, don't punch them. That's my advice. <laughs> Good note. Last thing for you, you, you got to pick a, a, a Metallica tune to play on Mandatory Metallica. I'm guessing something off of Ride the Lightning, but pick anything you want, man. Well, we did talk about Ride the Lightning a lot. That That is a super awesome song. Um, how about uh, Damage Incorporated? Let's get heavy. People don't play that that often. Oh, going, going to the next album, Master of Puppets. Yeah, man. Love it. Love it. We'll rock that. Brian, I appreciate all the time. Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at MikeZ967. And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming on live at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.